are listening to The Cut Spot, conversations with barbers, discussing all things barbering in Trinidad and Tobago for beginners and professionals alike. From the latest news and tools to top tips, cuts and trims, you'll find it here at The Cut Spot, the hotspot for barbers. And now here's your host, Antonio Figueroa. Hello, hello, hello. Greetings, my fellow Cutspot family. So happy to have you back here and this is episode number two. So I'm really happy that after the first episode, I mean, we're trying to improve. We got a lot of good um, feedback from you all and we appreciate that. We appreciate the listeners who would have tuned in, signed in and listened and this found this information to be helpful. So we're back now with episode two. And what we want to talk about now is the aspect of income earning as a barber, as a professional barber. Because after the after it's all said and done, while we love what we do and we do it for the passion, the passion also has to pay the bills, right? And when we're releasing this episode in October, October 2022. So the budget was read in i think it was at the ending of september 2022 and there since that time in trinidad and tobago there has been a general kind of heaviness where people talking about prices of items especially the price of the gas as it went up because we know the price of gas goes up the doubles goes up the rise goes up everything goes up because as transportation of the goods and services increase, nobody is willing to take a hit and say, I'm going to not raise my prices. Everybody wants to be able to survive because everybody's raising prices all over. And the cycle continues of inflation. So it goes. All right. And barbers were no different. Meaning that we all, as barbers, as professional barbers, have to eat, have to live. But most of the times, you don't necessarily want to say, okay, the prices of whatever rice went up, so now the prices of haircuts have to go up. No, that is not a good strategy. So in this episode, episode number two, what we are trying to highlight, we would have put it out in the blog as well, are some of the, the, some of the things that barbers can do to increase their income without necessarily having to increase their prices. All right? Because the customers coming to you, everything else went up outside of the haircut. So they didn't want the haircut to go up too. I mean, everybody have to eat, right? We all have to eat. So what we're going to do today is we're going to discuss the some of the topics that were highlighted in the same blog and we're going to break them down a little bit right because you know sometimes when it is you're presenting something in a written article it would be presented in a different way and different people would be able to digest the information differently because i mean we're doing the podcast now and we want people to listen to the podcast while they're driving to work while they're in the gym, while they're cleaning up around the house, so that you could put your phone down and just take in the information that we're giving to you here. 
because this channel is all about helping barbers in one way or the other whether you're a beginner a professional it doesn't matter you're gonna get some helpful information here so without further ado let's dive into the first tip that we are given to the barbers to in ways that you could increase the income and tip number one is to start taking digital payments and the entire reason for this is because you want to expand um your reach to the to the amount of clients that you're able to to take into your barbershop and to be able to service because while this podcast yes is generated for mainly a trinidad and tobagonian audience barbers anywhere could be could apply apply the knowledge that you're learning here right and most countries developed countries have already established this there is the standard now is digital payments but for us here in Trinidad and Tobago and in some Caribbean countries as well too we haven't reached that standard yet and we're still largely a cash-based uh service barbershops you know and we have to elevate that standard because as the world is progressing more and more away from the cash right where does it be for safety reasons because I mean like I'm telling you this from my perspective. Everything I say here is my opinion. All right. So me as an individual, as a consumer, I really don't like walking around with cash. To be honest with you, one of the simple <laughs> straightforward reasons why I don't like walking around with cash is because it has my pants pocket bulky. Plain talk bad manners, right? Because I'm a skinny guy and my pants are skinny as well. So you have me, the skinny guy, walking around with the skinny pants. And then this, if I'm walking around with cash or, or a significant amount of cash, the pockets get bulky. And I mean, the phones that we use nowadays, they're already very bulky. So I don't like to be walking around with a bulky wallet as well, full with cash. So if you see me, most of the times, you're going to see me with a card holder. So I would have my bank card, my ID card, whatever, my Massey card. And if I do have cash, it's probably just a few dollars. Because as I said, I don't like that bulky wallet, right? Some other people, um, for security reasons, I said, you know, um, to reduce the risk of being a target. They don't really like to walk around with cash. Some people just like the, the convenience of, you know, being able to swipe. You know, and then check your receipts later when you go home. Maybe you 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 just you didn't just get a maybe you just didn't get a chance to go to an ATM before going to the shop. My point is, in not accepting digital payments, and we're speaking here in its simplest simplest form of debit cards, what like your links, Visa debit cards, things like that, or with your credit cards. Um, or now we have the WePay, WePay option, um, where you can take the payments like that. Um, Republic Bank has now, they rolled out a system. I, I can't remember exactly when they started it, but it might have been sometime last year or, or something like that. And they started the digital wallet system with their end cash. So that is something I think barbers should definitely look into as well. Because it allows you to take the digital payments. So going back 
what I'm saying, the point I'm trying to make is that not taking the digital payments and only accepting cash as the only payment option, you are losing um the you are losing a significant amount of business. Because if I don't have cash on me and I need a haircut, I need a, a, a shape up, and I know I'm going by an ATM, and I know the barber don't take um the barber doesn't take links or the barber doesn't take credit cards. Guess what? I'm going by that barber. So that barber just lost a customer and he doesn't even know it. So in 2022, we want to encourage the barbers to look at your options. Start taking digital payments because if you just implement that one thing into your business, you will reach a quite a much larger section of the population that you could now service. All right. And this is one of the ways by keeping your prices the same. Guess what? You just increase your income because you're cutting. You're able to cut more here because now you are taking both cash payments and the digital payments. All right. So the other thing we understand that not many barbers know how to sign up for this type of service, right? Because from our research, there's still a large population of barbers who are who we speaking to here right now, who doesn't even have a bank account. And that is the truth. So we understand that that is a problem. So here's what. I'm giving you my word here now on the podcast that within, within the next couple of weeks, we are going to put things in place. We've already started doing the background work. We just didn't reach out to you as yet. We are going to help you get registered. All right. We are going to help you register your, your business as a barbering business. And we're going to help you get your bank account. Because once you could do that, then you can sign up for with, let's say, FCB um, point of sale terminal or their, their um, I think they call it M first. Or, they have different options. All right. And the fees are, are, are very low. So we're going to help you do that. All right. So if you're listening to this podcast, take down this email. Send us an email if you're a barber wanting to sign up for this service that you could start taking digital payments. Take down this email, send us an email, message us however you want to contact us and let us know that you're interested. The email address is, we're partnering with Trinidad Barber Supplies here, so I'm going to give you their information, all right? The, info, the email address is info, I-N-F-O, at trinidadbarbersupplies.com. So the email address is, again, is info at trinidadbarbersupplies.com. Or if you happen to message us on one of the social media platforms, we'll take your information and we'll forward it to the management of Trinidad Barber Supplies, right? Because they are the ones who sponsor this podcast, um, at least this episode, and we, we've been partnering with them to get you the information that you need to grow in your barbering career. All right. So if you're interested in that, let us know. We'll get it started for you. Point number two on how you could start to earn more money as a barber is simply to start selling products. So you all might have known me from my Instagram handle, Cuts by Antonio. So you know I'm also a barber, right? 
So me telling you this here is not information that I don't use myself. All right, I'm giving you this information firsthand that's applicable, that I've applied and you could also apply. And point number two is to start selling products. But I don't mean selling products like DVDs or snacks or something like that. No, you are selling the products that you are using on your clients, right? So let's just say I, I want to use a simple product, for example. Um, let's just say you're using some type of coily, some coiling product to, to do the twist curls, right? You now have to tell your client, listen, this is the product that I used to style your hair. We have it for sale. Would you like to purchase a bottle? Because the clients, they will either ask you themselves, what product did you use? Or you should just be simply telling them how to maintain that hairstyle that you just gave to them. Because when your client leaves, it should never be that they only have that hairstyle for the day and they can't do it at home. So you as the barber must be educating your clients as well to say, hey, you love this hairstyle? Cool. Let me show you how to get it every single day. This is the product I used. And guess what? I have some here for sale. So if it is you know you're buying your products in the store, you're buying them online, wherever you're purchasing them from, whatever hair products you're using in your clients here, my advice is to buy six. If the product costs $100 for one, you buy six, that's $600. You use one for yourself to say that that is the one you're going to keep in the shop, use for your clients, and then you sell five. You put $20 on top of that, so a 20% markup. So instead of purchasing, selling it, sorry, for $100, the same price you bought it from, you sell it for $120. So your profit now is uh, 20%, okay? You sell those five products at $120 each. Guess what? You just made $100. So you turned uh, $500 after purchasing the five because one was for yourself. So five of those for $500, you just turned $500 into $600. And what you do is you replicate that process. And doing that over and over, you are going to earn extra money without having to raise the prices of your haircuts. So now let's go to tip number three. And that is to learn new skills to offer. Now in... Writing the article, I would have used the example uh when I say the article, right? So this article is based on a blog on trinidadbarbersupplies.com on the same topic. It's the exact same topic, all right? So the point I would have used when I wrote the article is to... um Where's the point here? Let me get it here. Right. To learn to die here. But that's just one example. And the reason why I use that example is because as it is now, people die the hair. And most barbers, to be honest with you, as far as I know, tell the clients, go by the hairdresser or dye it yourself and then come. But what about if you, the barber, were to start offering that as a service where you now could dye the client's hair? All right. So that way you're adding, you're adding variety to your catalog of services. So you're more than just a barber cut in here. Now you have all these different set of services that people could come to you. 
you know so just use that as an example and see what other services you could come up with that you could offer to your clients to, to add to that variety that you could now earn more money you know because that's what that's what this topic is about right at the end of the day the prices for everything went up you have to survive so here we go without much further ado let's take it quickly to point number four and that is to learn to cut faster now this topic here this point here is as i would have said in my little snippet videos is simple maths you're able to cut faster then you're able to to service more clients in the day thereby making more money per day all right and i would have given some tips which i'm going to reiterate here on how to increase your efficiency and get faster now a word of caution we don't want you to rush anybody down as uh like if it's some type of fast food they're offering right and anthony from crew cuts who was supposed to be on the podcast here but we couldn't really sync up the time for him to jump on this one he would have given his viewpoint on this topic as well all right so i'm going to touch on that after i explain to you the different ways that you could get more efficient to increase your speed one of the things that worked for me to increase my speed almost in half the time was simply to get more organized with my station so what i tried doing and it and i found it to work very very well was to keep everything in the same position all the time because here's what in the middle of cutting the hair you're gonna switch for a guide comb maybe about 15 20 times during the course of the haircut you might switch guide combs all right you would pull a comb different times you would pull a brush you would pull the for the powder you would you would pull for the for the duster or you would pull for the blower or you might switch to a different machine but if these things are not organized properly a lot of time is wasted looking for where you have the item so it takes some time it takes some effort and it takes deliberate yes deliberate effort to try to get organized in that way where these things are organized in the same way all the time um getting a, a scissors organizer is also very nice as well too it's a little um like a stand like like a little container it has some little uh haven't words escaping me right now how to describe it it's called a scissors organizer or something like that and it's a little container to put your scissors in that also helps to make things more efficient because you could put your scissors you could put your combs you put could put your clips as well and that helps you to get organized having a magnetic mat on your station as well to keep your clippers or your trimmers lined up nicely or even to get a charging stand for your trimmers and clippers so that helps as well to keep things more organized one of the ways to get more efficient as well is to use the colored guide combs so i know the reason for that is because your eyes will be trained to spot color quickly when switching between your guide combs even though they should be in the same location eh? but picking up the number one okay you know if that's a, a yellow your eyes would be look would be looking for yellow you're looking for red you know that is the number two you look for the red and you spot it quickly the 
two companies I know that have started doing that. I know Wal has colored guide combs and Stylecraft, Gamma Plus and Stylecraft, they also have colored labels on their guide combs. So that might be something worth looking into as well. Um, let's see. Let's see. What other tips I have here for you that could help you get faster? Okay. Definitely get better tools. Without a doubt, if it is you don't buy the best tools that you can afford, that is going to slow you down unnecessarily. I can't stress that enough. Because you will be bottlenecking your your skill set in terms of how fast you could do, do a particular hairstyle and how clean, how nice it's going to look if you don't have, have proper tools. And that kind of goes without saying you want to get the best tools you could afford. And as you're able to afford more, you upgrade them and you get better and better. Whether it be a shaver, a trimmer, a clipper, whatever it might be. You want to get better and better ones. As fast as you can upgrade them and, and is able to afford them. So now let me tell you about the point that um, Anthony from Kukats would have made. In this point, in terms of getting faster, he was very, very um, adamant or, or passionate about not rushing someone's hair, haircut for a, a various amount of reasons, for a few reasons, because it's more about that quality of service that you give to your client. Nobody wants to feel rushed. So in your efficiency, you don't want to rush down anybody and make them feel like a commodity that you just want to pass through and get rid of them quickly. No, because he is very big on service. And I understand that if you see him work, it's about that relational aspect with the customer where the haircut that they're coming for is actually secondary to the service that they're receiving. And in being that warm, genuine person that he is, he's able to relate to the clients. He's able to take the time with the clients and talk to the clients. And when the clients come to him, they feel that value for their money. And the value is reflected in the payment received. Okay? Now, it also has to do with their perceived value because when it is you make them look good, they feel good as well. So you don't want to rush them. Now, I'm sure I'm not doing a good job at explaining this um, in the way that he would have explained it. But hopefully at a later episode, we could get him to pop back on here and really give you all that tidbit that I think is so valuable that barbers need to understand. I really need to get him on here. Um, I'm sure he will. He will come and explain it himself. And I want you to tune in for that next um, episode where he will be explaining that. He has to come back on and give you that because I can't do the topic justice the way he would have explained it. All right, so now on to tip number five and how you could make more money as a barber and that is to charge extra for designs and enhancements. Now, if you're not familiar, enhancements have gained popularity re in recent years in the barbering industry for putting that extra spunk onto haircuts to give you that, to give you that uh, superstar finish, you know, that you see man like Rick Ross, they, they spot, they're sporting that perfect beard. Man like um, 
DJ Khaled, perfect beard at all times. Those are, are enhanced haircuts or hairstyles the, the, that you would see these superstars having. And the average Joe wants to look like that as well too. So the enhancements come in various forms whereby it might be, be uh, a form of a spray dye, like a temporary spray dye. You know, most of them come pre-mixed where you just put them in like an airbrush and you spray them on. And it give you that extra photo finish, that crisp line, that perfect hairline, that perfect beard, while temporarily so. Some of them are able to brush on. Like I know um, there's a company that give you the, the enhancements in a brush-on format. So where you don't need the spray, the airbrush. But these things cost. These things cost the barber. Alright? So while some barbers might make that standard in their haircuts, where enhancements is given to everybody, and thereby increase the price just a little bit to be able to compensate for that additional cost of the enhancements, other barbers could also offer it as an option. And this is the point I'm trying to make, where you don't necessarily need to have enhancements given to everybody, but you could ask the clients, hey, do you want to have the haircuts with enhancements? If yes, then you charge a little bit extra, whereby now you could make a little bit more for that haircut because of the extra service that you would have added on for the enhancements. And the same thing with the designs. Designs take time. So if your barber can you do designs and your clients ask you for a design, the design shouldn't be the same price. It should be a little bit more, allowing you to make a little bit more for that haircut. So that's the, that's the principle there, you know. So let's take it down to the final point. And this is a very, very, very important point on how you could earn more money as a barber. So point or tip number six is to raise your skills. And when your skill is elevated, the demand for your haircuts are increased and that leads to an increase in prices. So this is the formula. This is the, the secret sauce that I'm giving to you here now. All right. So here's what happens. Now, this is not a today for today thing. Eh? This is a long term journey where the byproduct will be increased products, increased prices. Sorry. So you're not doing this to increase your prices. You're doing this to simply elevate your skill level. The byproduct of doing that will be increased prices. Let me explain. Your clients, as a barber, your clients are your advertisements. They are your walking advertisements. When your client comes to you and they get a amazing, an amazing haircut, an amazing hairstyle, you lace it proper and they walk out feeling like a million bucks, that client is going to, when people ask them or ask her, where you get a haircut? They're going to point directly to you. They're going to all come back to you because they want that same service that you would have given to that um, client. And as you consistently practice and get better and better and better, more of that is going to start happening. 
And over time, it might be a year, it might be two years, it might be three, it might be five, six years. It might be 10 years. What is going to happen is that you're going to get more and more clients and you're going to get more and more booked. And there's going to come a point in time where you have more clients than you are able to service. You would know when you reach that point. When you reach that point now, where you can't service everybody that is coming to you, you're going to, have, you're going to be forced to raise your prices. Let me not say forced, because it's a decision. You're going to come to the point where, in order to not be overwhelmed, you're going to have to raise your prices. And when you raise your prices, two things happen. Some of your clients are going to say, you know what? This barber service is too much for my pocket. I can't afford it. I'm going to have to find somebody at a lower cost that could suit my budget. And you're going to lose some clients. And that is to be expected. And then some clients are going to say, okay, I love your, your service so much that I'm willing to pay the higher cost. And that is when your, your, or oh, oh, that's the sweet spot then, you know, the secret sauce. Because what will happen is that you're able to now manage properly the amount of clients that you're able to have for a higher price. And you can do it efficiently. You can do it comfortably. All right. So that's kind of how it, it, it works. But like I said, it's a long-term thing. You're not going to get there overnight. It's a process. All right. So that's about it for today. It's a short episode. And I hope that you found it useful. I hope that you learn some things that you can implement as soon as possible. And then you could put some things in your long-term strategy, like the, the intentional practicing to get better. Practice them drop fades. Practice those um, hairstyles. Do the, do the comb-overs. Practice it. Practice it. You know, get better. Buy the products to make your style the hair better. Don't chinks on it. You know, get the enhancements. Practice to it, with it. Get it. Do these extra courses. Do what you need to do. Get better. You know, expand your services. So if you found this information useful, I would appreciate it a lot if you can leave a, leave a rating, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening to it on Spotify or whatever podcast platform you're listening to The Cut Spot on. Uh, leave a rating, leave a comment. If you have any questions, reach out to me. If you have any um, questions or comments about barber tools or supplies, reach out to our sponsor, Trinidad Barber Supplies. Check their website at trinidadbarbersupplies.com. The number one barber supplies company in, the Trinidad, in Trinidad and Tobago. You can find everything you need there plus more. If you want to follow me on Instagram and TikTok, it's Cuts by Antonio, C-U-T-S-B-Y-A-N-T-O-N-I-O. If you want to follow Anthony on Crew Cuts, it's Crew Cuts um, on Instagram at K-R-E-W-K-U-T-Z. So until next time, my fellow barbers, my Cutspot family, and see you all on episode three. Later.